So here we're back with another episode of the Uptown Punks in our DC Top 10 Influencer Special. Um, I'm welcoming my co-host Susanna and we have a guest today who is Amy Danielle. Hi Amy, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Good. So how does it feel to be a Top 10 DC Influencer around the um, globe? <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Amy. Well deserved. Thank you very much. Thank you. I think uh, a bit surprising but obviously hugely honored um and it's quite the quite the burden to bear to now kind of keep up that that title and make sure that i'm doing pioneering and interesting things over the next few years to to show that i've earned that title yeah so if if, if you think about the data center market and the industry um how how would you say you see the outlook for 23 what do you think is going to happen this year any big surprises um, I think that 23, we're still trying to catch up from 22 and from 21 and, and all of the major demands we had on capacity um, over those last couple of years. Uh, I think that we are finding, certainly in Europe, in the major markets, that power is a real constraint for us. And I think through 23 into 24 and 25, we'll see a lot more alternative use um, cases around power. So looking at tri-generation rather than having pure primary power from the grid, we'll be looking at um, potentially mini nuclear, which is something that I said on a, a talk a few months ago that I would love to be part of the company that pioneers these these mini nuclear because it's, it's very clean and can mm -hmm. create fantastic opportunities so I think the the focus and the shift over the next couple of years will definitely be on how we address these power challenges that we have, we're facing across the market okay um do, do, do you think in terms of sustainability because that's obviously one of the main topics the carbon net zero um the push for it do you think the data center community is doing enough for it or there can be more done? I think a lot more can be done, but obviously for operators like ourselves at NTT, we have to work within the parameters set by our customer base. We can't just go ahead and say, right, do you know what? We're going to really slim back the data center. We're going to reduce the resilience of it. We're going to do X, Y, and Z to try and reduce the carbon footprint in areas such as the embedded carbon, for example, that comes through from the steel work and the building fabric and the manufacturing process. Um, we would love to be able to reduce the amount of equipment on site on top of doing all of the, the good things that, that we as operators already do, which is you know rainwater harvesting, renewable sources for, um, for power uh, and all the other bits and pieces within the actual physical data center. But we have to follow the lead that our customers are, are really driving to us. And as they pioneer more into the net zero, the carbon neutral sphere, I think we'll be able to, to reap the benefits of those. And it's also about trying to get some transparency out of the, the manufacturing um, part of the, of the, the supply chain and, and the value chain and get the transparency from them to be able to understand where are they getting their metals from, where are they getting their raw materials, how are they manufacturing the pieces of equipment that come into our data centers, and then as buyers of that, being able to make smart choices about the equipment that we buy based on their sustainability credits. Yeah, um, so, so do, you think, do you think technology is ready for it? 
so so you're saying is it's more your clients who are not really pushing too much for it or do you think it's more like about cost efficiency than anything for them i think they need to the just... resilience still they, they still need to see that the real resilience in the data center and that resilience is delivered in quite a traditional way still whereas yeah you know the grid is very very reliable nowadays um the renewable sources again as equally reliable so if we're able to then slim back the infrastructure buy less equipment that means it doesn't have to run as hard and, and we're not taking as much pressure um and, and creating as much environmental damage potentially by by slimming that back and it's about an education process to say look guys we've been running this data center for five six seven years on this more slim back infrastructure. We've got fantastic um, sustainable creds because of it, because it's producing less waste. Um, and as such, we'd like to put, push this going forward. So I think it's about an education process across the entire industry um, and, and making sure that people understand how we can get resilience from other elements rather than just pure infrastructure. Yeah, Amy, it is really inspiring just listening to you and sharing the depth and the breadth of uh, your response to Paul's question. Um, you didn't use the word, but I actually like to share that. Um, it is inspiring for me because you look at that very holistically, Amy, and you mm. also look at you also look at that from a life cycle perspective. Um, so sounds like an architect thinking and. Uh, which is what I do, right? And can you can you educate, can you go a little bit deeper and however way, whatever direction you like to take us in terms of um, what are basically some of the metrics and the that you use today in 2023? And it is a journey that we're all taking and you're clearly one of the individual in the industry that I look up to and being inspired as a pioneer. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you see as the outlook since we are just starting 2023? You know, what metrics do you currently use today in terms of identifying and measuring the impact that you made? And what may you share, what may you can share with the audience in terms of what we should be paying attention to giving the extensive experience that you brought to the industry and you continually carrying brightly the torch for us. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping it's a bright torch, but sometimes it is a challenging industry. Um, but I think it's a really interesting uh, topic, particularly the sustainability one, because there are so many ways to look at it. Um, first and foremost, the, the easy thing to, to win why is buying renewable power. So straight off the bat, you are you are getting your power from renewable sources, which is great. And if you wanted to be really strict on that renewable power, you could actually drill into what types of renewable power you're getting it from, from your, your energy provider. Is it coming from wind? Is it coming from solar? Is it coming from tidal power, for example? And then you could even drill further into that and understand, right, well, what's the embedded carbon in a... Um, a wind turbine, how much is that going to impact my business, etc. And really, what I want all of us in the industry to do is take that level of responsibility and look at these things in such a, a great amount of detail. Because they're the things that on a much larger scale will impact the industry and the, and the world overall. 
obviously you take the, that, that easy one of, of the power, buying renewable power, and then you, you take understanding how to design a data center with sustainability at the forefront of the design parameters, not as an afterthought when you've put all the infrastructure together and go, oh gosh, hang on a second, I must make this a bit more environmentally friendly, a bit more sustainable, but actually starting that design journey with sustainability in mind and looking at even the orientation of the building. Are there ways in which we can orientate it to put more solar and, and get more solar gains out of it? Could we put louvers over windows to ensure that there are no solar um, radiation coming in in areas we don't want it? Could we utilize wind through the site to, to get more cooling in and, and what have you? So it really is about having sustainability at the forefront of any design journey that you go on. And then when you engage with the supply chain, making sure that the contractors that you use to build also have sustainability at the forefront of their mind. And when they do the design reviews for, from a constructability perspective, they can take a structural design, for example, and pull that right back and go, actually, we think we could reduce your structural design by about 35% and, and get these savings. So it's about working with a team that, that also have your shared goals in mind. Um, and then finally, that the thing that I think we don't do enough of is making sure that we buy locally manufactured products. So yes. we, did a, we did a project in South Africa recently, and we were very very adamant that we wanted to buy products that were manufactured in South Africa. We didn't want to buy them from Europe or from Asia or wherever and ship them around the world. We wanted mm -hmm. them to have the lowest travel footprint possible. And I think that's something that, that we need to push as well, because so many pieces of equipment do come hundreds of thousands of miles and uh, it would be better if we could buy local. Thank you, Amy. So if I understand you correctly is when you say the forefront of sustainability, meaning that the design, the architect already have sustainability planned in as one of the guiding principle, it's not a bolt on, it's not an afterthought, correct? Exactly that, exactly that, yeah. yeah. And then your suggestion is the foundation of where we basically started this energy and you already halfway there, if you already identify yourself and aligned with renewable power and then get more detail, like you said, the level of details of impact of each of the resource type, because each of them has implications relating to, you know, some technical jargon like uh, intermittency, voltage regulation and frequency <laughs> regulation. And, and, and we want to make sure we insulate all that because data center is a block low, right? Then the third part you basically say is whoever you interact with specifically in the supply chain to really pay attention to the practices um, that they have, the choices they basically make aligned with your sustainability forefront goal in the design and the architect of what it is um, throughout the whole life cycle. And then, um, and then last but not least, I think you mentioned it is uh, the action that you basically taking would be really paying attention to the emission as it relates to transportation of the material that you needed for your data center that you will be building and architecting and one day commissioning. This exactly that. Yeah, Perfect. absolutely. A fantastic summary. Absolutely. That's, uh, that, that is one of the reasons why you are top 10, Amy. 
yeah. Um, I want to ask you one last question. Um, where do you think, what kind of change would you like to see in the industry in general? Um, I think there's some things that I've always been extremely open um, in, in my approach to data centers and the desire to want to collaborate even with competitors and with customers and with whoever, to be honest, to actually drive a, a set of goals for the industry and by sharing information on how maybe we've saved some, some um, energy in our sustainability goals, share that, share that openly with our, our competitors and say, look, this is how we as an industry can club together and be better as an industry rather than just that small part of, of us as NTT driving it, but actually being able to, to really work together as a, as a big happy family and um, just all of us gain from the, the vast amount of resource and hours that we put into this and just share that and, and be part of it together. Yeah, no, move the industry. Yeah, move the industry onward and forward, and that's. Uh, I think that's basically what we need, rather than each of us working inside our own fence. Even though your fence is very nice, and I love to come visit one of those uh, of yours. Uh, one of You're these always days. welcome. Always welcome. Yeah. Wow, this is really exciting. Um, I learned so much, and I'm very inspired, as I have always been admiring you and. It is wonderful that you and I are really joining a line. And, uh, and Paul, two women making impact in sustainability. What do you think about that? <laughs> Amazing. We need more of that, <laughs> to be honest. Now, it's it, it's great to see how the industry is changing and how it's growing. So that's really um, remarkable, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Amy, any last words for the generations to come? Oh, gosh, I just think... You know, let's all all focus on this sustainable sustainability piece. Um, work together and keep delivering amazing projects that keep us all connected. And buying things from Amazon and watching Netflix and all of these great things that that mean we can work remotely and collaborate globally with each other. Amazing! Thank you so much, Amy, for being a guest today, and thank you, Susanna, for joining me as well. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you.